Hello and welcome to the Unsecure World podcast. I'm your host Dennis, a seasoned cybersecurity expert with over a decade of hands-on experience. In today's episode, we will explore the world where psychology meets cybersecurity and discuss human vulnerabilities. From phishing to social engineering, we'll journey through the art of hacking a human, a realm where understanding human behavior becomes paramount in fortifying our digital defenses. Let's get to it. Let's acknowledge that the human element is the most vulnerable component of any security system. Hacking a person is more straightforward than cutting through many levels of technology and traps. Today we are going to keep discussing social engineering, which is powerful way attackers use to trick people. But this time we'll see it in a new way. Imagine stepping into the world of cybersecurity. It's like a digital battlefield where hackers have their own secret playbook called the Cyberkill Chain. Cool name, right? We'll dig into all the details in our upcoming podcast, but for now, think of it as a hacker's step-by-step guide to taking down digital defenses. It's like witnessing a digital thriller unfold right before your eyes. So, let's talk about the first link in the cyber chain. Reconnaissance, or often called recon. Imagine being a hacker on a mission. Initial move? Carefully select your target and gather crucial information about them. It's like detective work in the digital world. Understanding where they work, their interests, habits and social activities, it's all vital. The more you know about the person, the more efficient your attack strategy becomes. You choose the target. What next? Moving to the step 2, weaponization. Think of it as choosing the perfect tool for a mind game. And in this case, we are picking psychology triggers. These triggers are like buttons that, when pressed just right, make people react in specific ways. Let's think, what will we push on? How will we affect the targeted person? Search for an answer to the first question will help us with material from our past podcast on social engineering, where we discussed the evolutionary reasons why a person is vulnerable to cyber attacks and highlighted the following vulnerabilities of the person which are most used. First of all, it's altruism. This means helping others, hoping they help us back in the future. It's like a way of cooperating in society. Second is empathy. Feeling the emotion of others. Sometimes this can lead us to do things we wouldn't normally do. And third, authority. We tend to listen to people who seem important, even if they're not making much sense. We trust them more. And there is more, playing on emotions like fear, interest, greed and even peer pressure. One quick note on timing and uniqueness. The shorter the time to decide and the more exclusive the offer, the higher the chance that the target might act impulsively. The perfect setup for the attacker. It's like a split-second decision with high stakes just one click away. The better we go through the first stage, recon phase, the more we know about our target. And the better we can choose what to push during the attack. One person is easier to intimate with scary messages on behalf of the boss, his favorite social network administrator or his bank. Reputational risk also work well in the event of attacks on managers, usually called spear phishing and whaling. Another person may react more to social action, which is the signing of petition for the protection of animals, maintaining green initiatives and so on. 
I think you understand the point. Now let's delve into the next steps. Choosing how to deliver our crafted weapons. Think of this as picking the right method to execute the plan. And here come to interplay well-known methods. Phishing, message in social networks, specially written sites, scripts for conversation on the phone or in person. But remember, we've got to play smart. We need to consider how our target communicates. Calling someone who always glued to their messaging app? It's not smart move. On the flip side, someone who answers many calls, even from unknown numbers, might pick up. And here is the twist. Making our message super realistic. The more authentic they look, the more the attacker can confidently slide under the radar. To simplify it all comes down to the quality of intelligence. Understanding the psychology of the purpose and the skill of writing the text. Let's move to the examples. First of all, we start from Kevin Mitnick. In 1994, he showed how hacking can work. He acted like he worked at companies like Motorola and Nokia and told the technical support team that he really needs some information to fix things. He used friendly talk and technical words to convince them. They believed him and gave him the information. With that, he gained unauthorized access to internal system and exploited the vulnerabilities he had learned about. Next, let's talk about uh, Twitter Bitcoin scam. Another example of a successful attack is uh, Twitter Bitcoin scam. Let's take a closer look. In July 2020, hackers became interested in several large Twitter accounts, including Elon Musk, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Kanye West, Bill Gates and many others. During the recon phase, the hackers sought out Twitter employees with administrative privilege on LinkedIn. By means of paid subscription available to recruiters, they had access to the staff members' personal contact information, including cell phone numbers. Weaponization phase. Pretending to be Twitter employees, they exploited the company's remote work policy due to COVID-19. They took advantage of people's kindness and empathy, a human vulnerability. Twitter workers wanted to help each other during tough times. This allowed hackers to access Twitter Slack on employee communication channel where they learned about server access. Exploitation. Once they breached the network, they posted fake tweets. These tweets promised double the amount of Bitcoin if users sent funds to a specific address, a manipulation of greed. The tweets were crafted to look natural, using famous names to gain trust. Tragically, many fell for the scam and sent their bitcoins, resulting in losers totaled hundreds of thousands of dollars. The third scenario. Well, guess what? You turning on right now is a bit of social engineering in action. Some listen to it out of curiosity, some out of fear, because they are afraid to be the victim of an attack like this. Maybe one of you got it from supervisor, and that could be motivated by authority and social responsibility. But here is the kicker. This podcast isn't just a casual chat. It's your secret weapon and educational shit that help you armor and defend against the streets. Let's talk about other real-world examples. Social engineering goes far beyond the network and IT. And it is important not to forget. Here are some examples of effective attacks against world-famous company. First is dumpster diving attack against Hewlett-Packard. 
Back in 206, the New York Times dug up an interesting case involving HP. They found important HP papers in the trash. These papers spilled the beans on the company's secret plans, like mergers and strategies. One more is tailgating attack against Apple. Imagine this. In 2019, a lady in California walked into Apple office without permission. She pretended to be part of the team and convinced the security folks she belonged there. Then she grabbed valuable stuff and vanished. One more is interesting case of baiting attack against US Department of Health and Human Services. Around 2016, something clever happened at the US Department of Health and Human Services. Hackers left special USB drives in the parking lot labeled patient health data. Many curious employees plugged them into their computers, unknowingly spreading harmful software. But why go far? I had a personal experience like this. I resigned from one of my previous jobs and after about four years I came to visit a colleague of mine at my old office. I waited for him at the entrance, which was guarded. Before my colleague came out, a woman on the watch spoke to me. She remembered me and worked here since I was an employee of this company. How are you? Where have you been so long? Why do you stand here? Have you forgot your badge? And like this, the woman of the watch, with a sincere desire to help me, was ready to let me into a secure area where I had no clearance for a long time. Now, before we wrap things up, let's add a few more points to help safeguard ourselves. First of all, note the red flags. Here are some of them. Urgency. If someone's pushing you to decide right away, it's worth pausing and thinking twice. Be cautious of offers that seems too good to be true. Sometimes they're just bait. Stay alert in unfamiliar situation. If something feels odd, it might be worth investigation further. And most importantly, don't rush decisions. Taking your time can save you from making hasty choices you might regret. As we conclude this episode of Unsecure World podcast, remember that in the ever-evolving landscape of cybersecurity, understanding human vulnerabilities is the key. By exploring cybercriminals' tactics and techniques to hack into our minds, we empower ourselves with knowledge to defend against these threats. Stay vigilant, question the unusual, and take a moment to pause before making decisions. Thank you for joining us on this enlightening journey through the world of hacking a person. Until next time, stay secure and keep exploring the unsecure possibilities.